Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to Square Zeroes. We're taking a couple weeks off between seasons here, but we've got a special edition for you today. We get to hang out with Jimmy Doyle. He's the front man from the Long Island ska punk band The Fad, and also Jimmy Doyle and The Engineers. He's putting on a killer all-day punk show in Long Island called The Thing in the Spring. That's tomorrow at a club called Revolution. It's in Amityville. Uh, the Fad's been around for a long time now, and Jimmy was kind enough to show us some of their earliest material. We're talking like a decade old at least. So he came into the studio, we sat down, played us some tunes. So, you know, you have a litany of early projects that you've been involved in. It seems like you've been kind of doing something constantly since like day one. Uh, can you give us a rough timeline of your like various musical endeavors up till now? I started to go see bands when I was in like seventh and eighth grade. I started to go see bands play and that's really where it starts. You see a band play and you want to be in a band and you just start it with your friends and you know. Um, I played in a band called the Drew Harmons for a little while. Um, that was the first band that like played like a show or something like that. Um, I played saxophone in that band for about two years, I think. I, I sent you that timeline. It took me uh, quite a while to piece it together. <laughs> but the Drew Hermans I played with with a couple guys, and one of those guys went on to play in the Jimmy Kickers with myself and most of what the high school football heroes would be known as. Okay. And we played together for about two years as well, maybe three years. And they we broke up. They started the band without me, our bass player, and uh, part of part of our horn section. And I had started a couple different bands. Uh, one, one of them was a gr the grindcore band called New Jack Shitty. There <laughs> yes. was uh, Death 101 was the Choking Victim wannabe band, which that pretty much became the fad uh, another year later after I left college. In college, I was in a group called Microfridge, which is named after the microwave-fridge combination that they sell you so it doesn't start a fire in your dorm. I don't know if they still do that because it probably <laughs> starts fires now. And I, when, I, when I left college, when I was asked to not return to college, I had started the band with most of what that Death 101 band was. It was uh, my friends Matt and Jay who uh, I went to high school with. We started the band as a three-piece. We recorded what the boy EP is. I'm sorry I don't have that, but that's trapped on this computer somewhere. Um, the boy EP is Nostalgia and two other songs that we don't really play that much and a cover of Come Sail Away. It's acoustic with a conga drum. Right. <laughs> which that might it might exist on the internet somewhere if they didn't did they take all those media fire sites down with all the music on it i don't know man we've yeah. this is this is like our past like you know few episodes have been a lesson in how to like dig Find up old, old shit on the internet yeah. and how to steal it from sites that like no one's making illegal download software for i asked <laughs> the guys in the jimmy kickers about recordings because there is a myspace page but i don't know whether if there was any music on it like right. if there ever was you know but um, there's uh, a cassette tape of us playing at, like, some park when we were still in high school that exists somewhere. 
Or, I have no idea where it is. It's situated too. Uh, I know you play in Long Island now. This was all in Long Island. This is all in Long, Long Island. Island. Yeah, every every band that I've played in has been based out of Long Island, with the exception of the Forthrights, which were based pretty much out of Bushwick. Okay. And for you, so you've had all these different projects, but for you, what differentiates just like you know some like recordings that you're putting together with friends and an actual project with a name that you consider part of your like real musical lineage? The Drew Harmons, those guys were going after it, but it just didn't it didn't work out. And the Jimmy Kickers, that was the other guys, the guys that went on the form of Football Heroes. That was them like throwing you know shit against the wall and see what sticks. And I was in for that. We were learning, but we didn't really know what we were doing. And the Fad was the first band that I like started with that with the intention of like, oh, I'm gonna go on tour. I'm gonna record. This is what I want to do. You know, maybe not the other two guys in the band had the same idea <laughs> at that point, but it's it's since you know it's turned it turned into a good thing. So. The Fed is the first band with that in mind, and anything after that, I really joined after they were established. Uh, Let Me Crazy, The Forthrights, and Jimmy Joined the Engineers is the next thing that I've like started that was something for me, I guess. Now you said you said in Drew Harmon's you were playing saxophone. So yeah. was that was that like a, a manifestation of like middle school? You played in the band or something like that, and then when I was in. Second grade, I don't know when they asked me, but they were like, what instrument do you play? Do you want to play? And I think I had asked for the drums maybe, but I, I eventually tried the trumpet. It didn't work out. And when I moved to a different school in like fourth grade, I think, I tried the saxophone and they put me on the alto saxophone and I play, I borrowed a tenor saxophone to play in the Drew Hermans. I have played that for a while uh, while in the Jimmy Kickers, and then we kind of did a switch where our singer who was playing guitar just sang, and I played guitar and sang backups, and we had other people play horns because I, I wasn't really like – I wasn't that great at playing the horn. <laughs> now, when did you pick up the guitar? Seventh grade. Okay. Yeah, it was something I just – I wanted to, to play the guitar. Sweet. So we have a we have a nice like we have a rare artifact here. Uh, you brought us some video of an old ass fad show. This is from two thousand. Uh, you you kind of have a two thousand and zero. <laughs> You've got kind of a bewildered look on your face. Do you remember anything about this show? This is um, a place called Sports Plus that's in uh, somewhere in Suffolk County, Long Island. Long Island's like one hundred and twenty miles long, I think. Hmm. So it's in the, the the very eastern part of it. It okay. took us a, lo a, a long time to get out there, but a band called Patent Pending, um, who are pretty much from Richmond. Yeah, yeah, I guess. yeah. yeah. Joe, Joe Ragasta went to yeah, high yeah. school and middle yeah. school with me. Yeah, so this show would have been set up by Joe Ragasta, I think, oh, at Sports Plus with Patent Pending and probably a band called Thirty Two Degrees in Hell. I think it's it's hard to tell because like. A lot of these shows, there's like six bands on it, mm -hmm. six seven bands playing yeah, sure. all day or whatever. How long was the, how long were the sets? Uh, they would go half hour, okay, half hour sets. But it was like this in particular. There was a band we played on this side, and then there was a band playing on the other side of the room. Oh, so, so as they'd soon as one band stages. ended, 
this band would, you know, the the next band would start. On the Why other don't side. people do that shit I'm anymore, saying, man? I love I love it's, that. Oh, setup, it's obnoxious. Dude. Yeah, it's, but, it's, it's, it's very like high school, like hardcore, but you know, it's still great though, man. It's inclusive, you know. It's inclusive. It brings everybody in. Uh, do you remember this first try? Do you remember what you opened with here? Or should we just roll it? Uh, you can let it play. I think we were playing the intro to t- uh, to Pinball Wizard, <laughs> and going into a song called Behind Closed Doors. I think is what was playing before we stopped the video. VFW halls and uh, and uh, high schoolers and <laughs> well, this place Sports Plus is just a massive like Chuck E. Cheese or Jillian's or you know Dave awesome. Buster's. I'm sorry, Jillian's is dating myself with this video from <laughs> 2000. 
Oh, that's awesome, though, man. I mean, this takes me back. I remember having... It's interesting to have the video. We haven't had video. It's funny that it's gone this long. We haven't really had video of anybody playing. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this really takes me back and puts me there, man. Like I don't these... I don't know if this is 2000. I'm, I'm thinking, and I don't think that there's any way this could be 2000, but... You think it's like 0203, maybe, a couple years later? Or? I don't know if I... I, I think it... It could have been 2002. Mm-hmm. I'm not... I, 2002 2003 i mean you told me you guys started as a three-piece and after like a year you added a fourth guy yeah. and you got four here so maybe yeah. say, so maybe depending on when the fads started it was about at least a yeah. year in it's at least 10 years old <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Cool. still over over Put a decade that yeah that's great um and what what song was that do you remember what that that was behind closed doors behind closed doors. It's the first okay. song on the number five record that we put out as long as it came out before hey y'all <laughs> uh yeah, it, this is out. This is before Hey Yeah. Now, when you say uh, when you say the first thing that you guys recorded, what was that experience like? Where did you guys record, and what was the the first thing that we recorded as a three piece? We recorded at a place called Runaway Studios, which if you can find a compilation from that, uh, it's called Girls Like It Short. We're not on it, but there's every other Long Island band or any band that turned into a Long Island band did a thirty second song on it. Where you'd pay to get your song on the comp, and you'd get X amount of copies, and to be able to record it, but you could only record a 30-second song. This <laughs> is like a wonderful pyramid scheme. Right. Um, we recorded there after that comp came out. ASOB recorded, the Aggren Sons of Bitches recorded their record Pornocracy there. We did a three, uh, three song, the four songs with the cover. We did that there. Um, that was a pretty... Cool experience. It was expensive. We were young. It's, you know, it was a guy's basement that he built up. And he's a friend, you know. Uh, great. Do you remember how you guys rallied the money for it? Because I feel like every young band has, like, a serious hustle. I think, I honestly think that we just, like, took whatever money we could get together. And, and like, between, because we all worked. Yeah. Uh, I worked at a bowling alley, then a grocery store, then a, an odd job trading store. I worked at a bunch of different places. Pretty you know, it just whatever. It, I had such crappy equipment that, you know, I was holding on to from when I was in seventh grade and I had my first guitar. Like, that's probably my first guitar I'm playing. Or I borrowed stuff from Tom. Black and white Strat? What's that? Black and white Strat? It was a black and white Strat knockoff. That's what I had. I had yeah. a Squire. Yeah. <laughs> well, it wasn't even a Squire. It was like, you know, it had the off body, like pointy in one part where it shouldn't be. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. I, pl I played a uh, when I played bass and let me crazy. I played a bronco bass, which is a short scale bass that comes with flat wounds if you buy it from the store. I think, which is okay. weird, but like it, it sounds better with flat rounds, flat wounds because it's so it's so short that it goes out of tune a lot easier. So girls like it short. Girls like it short. Yeah. Oh yeah, the girls like it short comp. We recorded it <laughs> runaway. I I'll get off on a tangent. You guys gotta reel me back in right away. Um, we recorded there. That came out. We pressed a bunch of those ourselves at Kinko's. It was really any money that we made. The hustle was when once we had the music, we would sell it. Right. We would burn CDRs. We'd sit at Kinko's at, you know, one o'clock in the morning, burn the things ourselves, uh, make all the copies there, uh, cut the the CDs and full, package everything ourselves. You know, there. I just went to Staples to uh, cut up the Sunset Guns tape covers. That was pretty rad. Yeah, I mean, people <laughs> people still do that, which is good. You know. Uh, but the real recording that we did was the number five. The, this thing, this was the first real thing that we did. That we ended, we did. Uh, we have these things that we pressed at first for our friends, mm -hmm. and some of them were 
some of them were the limited ones for our friends. Oh, nice. Oh, so you've is, got you've actually got these CDs with you. Yeah. Yep. Oh, word. So here's the this is the original one that we would sell, and this is the one that we would be. Awesome. Oh, nice. You got uh, the giving to our friends. I say the green and black. It's a little bit a uh, little bit uh, hello bastard. You know, hello bastards kind of <laughs> kind of cover. Well, like you got that. booking info, someone's phone number, Doyle. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was my house number. Yeah. That was our the fad band at yahoo.com, the fad.cjb.net, which was a free domain name that you could get. Nice. It was like, oh, great. You didn't have to pay for the dot, the dot com. You just had to tell everybody that CJB was there. Sweet. I like this, like, green cardstock with, like, you know, a washed out, high contrast picture of what looks like a pit on the front. Pretty old school. That's awesome. And That's a picture of me. Before you guys oh, killing yeah. it on the back with all your – this is good. This is a good little calling these, card. These press pictures were taken at a Kmart in the photo booth. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Where we each sat for four of them, and then we cut them up and put them together like this. Well, shit, man. Plans to cut off this. This is uh, – oh, awesome. So we're going to have we're gonna have maybe a higher quali- higher quality audio for this, uh, for this second one. We had the video, which is – Tell me again. The video you said it was done on VH. It was taped and then it, ripped off a of VHS probably, onto a DVD. That was probably taped onto was it eight millimeter film? The this this the small the small tapes. Okay. It was, uh, like a camcorder that had that. It's not a DV DV tape. Right. It was uh, like a little tape that mm-hmm. you would put in a regular it, size VHS tape, right. and you could tape it onto something else from that, or right. just watch it like that. Right. That's what that's from, and then ripped onto DVD. Okay. Uh, you guys will enjoy this one. Be. Don't demean me, you're right. I'll be right there, you'll see. 
Yeah, that's uh, the PMRC song. I gotta say, it warms my heart to be mm-hmm. able to play a song that calls out Tipper Gore and the PMRC, even if it's even if it's like how many years dated now? And now, but vile. that would have been that would have been dated when you recorded it. Yep, it was outdated when we recorded it. That's still a cool tribute to yeah. the anti PMRC movement. It's just yeah, it's just fun to sing about things like that <laughs> and, and i mean rap part. <laughs> and i mean yeah. Mi- mission of burma put out that song nancy reagan's head like <laughs> five years ago you know it's like you're still you're not even just reagan baiting in like 2008 you're well, like put out reagan punks. you're nancy reagan baiting <laughs> you know like, like 2008 like nancy the song reagan. kicks ass though, you know? gore baiting, you're tipper gore baiting. right so uh so was that the four guys in the band doing the uh the rap part too did you bring in anybody did you was that featuring that was jt from the arrogant sons of bitches and of himself he's doing the Chicago solo tour with Chris from Lesson Jake and Ryan from Catch 22 now that's what he's doing uh, he was also in a band called Sprout that had some rap songs which is why I asked him to do that nice. and if you ask him to do this at some point I'm sure he'll bring in the rap stuff that he did and it's very late 90s rap rock cool stuff <laughs> like cool. Um, well I gotta say that too that's that's you know that's kind of a clever like nice little satire you know, bringing the rap part in because like some of some of Tipper Gore's like most a lot of Tipper Gore's victims were rap artists. I mean, that's yeah. the whole like undercurrent of the PMRC was like for the most really it was racist. Like that was probably the most poisonous aspect of it. She was going after like Ice T and yeah, like, and just the clean cut image and trying to force that on people. It's it's, it's you know yeah it's fascist. It's fascist. Fucking it's, it fascist. Is fascist. Fascist yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, whether it's, you know, race or just, like, the rat cover with the buzzsaw and the cock and whatever. Yeah. Like, oh, can I curse? Is that all right? Curse all you want. Okay, we didn't clear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just a fun thing to do. I love the Beastie Boys. And, like, listening to that now, it's a bit vile what we're singing about. But it's, you know, it's the early Beastie Boys was pretty vile. Yeah. And it well and it clearly still gets all of us kind of uh kind of jacked up now like to think about it. We're all just like, yeah, fuck that fucking Yeah, fascist. fuck her. <laughs> fuck that fascist. Yeah, man. Uh so tell us uh, a little bit about what you're doing nowadays. Tell us about Jimmy Doyle and the Engineers and um Jimmy and Doyle and the, the Engine uh Jimmy Doyle and the Engineers are playing every now and again uh with the, well, we play with whatever lineup. I started that band to to do whatever I could, play with whoever I could. If we had to play as a three piece, we play as a three piece. But it's a five piece with three guitars. When we play as a full band, it sounds awesome. It sounds really full. When we play as a three piece, it doesn't sound as full, but it's still fun. It's still those songs, and yeah. they're songs that I I wrote after I had left the Forthrights before the Fad was really like a serious thing again because I wanted to play music and I wanted to do something that I was writing for. Anything else I had done after the fad broke up, the Let Me Crazy, Rocky Sullivan. Well, Rocky Sullivan's was really while the fad was still going on. But those other bands were all things that were other people's music that I joined after they were mostly established. And for what it's worth, I think J-Date 
is maybe the best like yes, acronym created by a J-Date band. is the only acronym <laughs> th- like, that could ever work for that band. Perfect. Because it's it's you gotta get the you gotta get the juice together. Yeah, you yeah. Know? They really need the, make the mothers happy because you don't want to have an angry Jewish mother. Right, right. Know? So uh, tell us about thing in the spring. The thing in the spring. Or the Tits Festival. I'm all about the acronyms. <laughs> <laughs> the thing in the spring uh, was my idea to have a Scott Punk Festival on Long Island. Uh, so, you know, much like what that video that we were watching before would have been. It's um, I wanted to do similar to the block party in New Orleans, but up here. And this is the first year I'm doing it, so it's obviously not on the street. It's... It's in a club called Revolution, which is a pretty large-sized venue in Long Island. And I have Murphy's Kids from Richmond, Virginia. And Murphy's I have, Kids. Yeah, shout well, out. It's the second time Murphy's Kids have been dropped on the show, and they still haven't come on, brothers. Well, we got we to gotta get them when they come up. <laughs> Next we week. Get, yeah, yeah. Get them before the show. They're playing in, um, they're playing in Connecticut on Friday okay. of next week. And I don't know if they're coming up for that, if they're coming up Thursday. Oh, I'll get it. Read about yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Well, the... Th- uh, the thing in the spring, I have Murphy's Kids and uh, the Best of the Worst, who are from New Jersey. They're the touring bands on that. The Pandemics, the the Pandemics, the Shipwrecks, and uh, the Nix 86 are, th- are three other local ska punk bands from Long Island. And obviously, we're going to be playing that as well. And we're playing some new songs. It's the first new songs that we have written in, like, seven years. Wow. Because a lot, like, even back then, those were songs that we had written years before. You know, we we pressed the number five thing for real, which, if you want, you can have, like, a case of them. They're (laughs) they're somewhere. Uh, I'll bring them to to the show. I'll bring them to the thing in the spring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Those are, are, uh, you know, that's... These are the ones that we had for most of it. Mm-hmm. These ones, but the green cover ones. Word. This was, uh, I think, only demos from this. Oh, there's some live stuff on here too. But the um, the thing in the spring is our opportunity to play new songs and also get together like a ska punk scene because there's not much of a ska punk scene on Long Island. There are the high school football heroes are doing a reunion show May third, which I'm happy to see. Jimmy Doyle and the Engineers are playing that show. Uh, that's on Long Island, and they might be playing some other shows. I don't know. I can't say anything. And you said you guys, and you said you guys are coming to Brooklyn for one. Uh, the Fad are playing with Mustard Plug and Deals Gone Bad, and a band called Butcher Knives at the Knitting Factory in Brooklyn on Metropolitan. That's Saturday, May seventeenth. It's four weeks to the day after the Tits Festival. Uh, we're excited to do that. Those are all the shows that we have booked right now. The, uh, aside from that, we're writing and recording new music as often as we can. Same thing with Jimmy Doyle and the Engineers. There's new songs recorded for Shade 8 that will hopefully be out before that Football Hero show on May 3rd. Mm-hmm.